Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new podcast about basketball. Um, I'm here with Sam. Hi. Hello. And uh, I'm and and I'm here. I'm Joe. And um, we're going to talk about basketball, mainly the NBA, um, really. But uh, there we go. Uh, so, Sam, why are we starting a, pa- a podcast today? Uh, well, it's the start of the new season and a new dawn in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's been a big, big off season, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't followed it, or I'm old enough to really say it for myself. That it's the biggest off season in NBA history, but much older and more knowledgeable people than me have said that. So. I guess yeah. we'll, we'll go we'll go with that as a as the premise that it has suppose, been the biggest off season. Yeah, the the logical step from that is that this is now going to be the most exciting season um, in NBA history. But I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, it's certainly got a huge amount of unknowns, yeah. like a whole catalogue of question marks, um, particularly in the West. I feel like the East. There's obviously the potential for upset, but the top two are pretty much locked into me. I'd, I'd be amazed if it's not those two, one of those two that comes what out, even if, if they're not the, the conference ones. What? The uh, Milwaukee and Philadelphia, yeah. So what, what about the Celtics, though? The Celtics are going to be quite good. Yeah, but that's it. I think they'll, they'll probably be like between three and five, but I don't think they're going to be quite as yeah. good as those two. I think that I guess what the most the most exciting thing is I guess is that there is you do have a few teams that are like really that are obviously the top teams like you've got the Lakers the Clippers like you said the probably the Bucks and 76ers and a lot of people put the Celtics in that group as well um and well and some people that have the Rockets in that group which I guess we'll talk about that in a minute um but the thing is, I guess it's more exciting is that um, is that when we get to the postseason and how those teams are actually going to pour in the postseason is like the last few years. It seems like the Warriors have just been the favourites all year. And even though the Warriors didn't actually win it last year, the fact that everyone expected them to win it and it had them as huge favourites sort of made the rest of it a little bit seem a little bit less important. Also. They still got to the finals. It's not like yeah. they got knocked out in the first round and then it was wide open. Even in the finals, there was this feeling, or I felt anyway while I was watching, it wasn't really wide open. I I don't mean to, I don't want to take yeah. away from the Raptors' title, but they they didn't win because of injuries. It's not like they were properly yeah. toppled necessarily. Um, this is just yeah. a different ball game. I, I, I mean, guess the the big thing is as well is that with these teams that on paper look like they have you know really good teams well they they will have really good teams it's you don't know how it's going to work yet whereas with the warriors we'd seen them you know perform at an incredibly high level for years so you knew they could do it whereas i mean you know the, the lakers and the clippers for example um basically got whole new rosters well the, the clippers haven't really got a whole new roster but they they're two key players are new yeah, uh, which is pretty important in in basketball. Um, so it's sort of we don't actually know, you know, if, even with these um, like superstars, whether the team's actually going to perform. 
behind them or not. Which yeah, makes so that those teams think... even interesting, like at the start of the season particularly. Yeah, because it's possible that one of these teams that we look. Yeah. I know which one I think is going to be that's going to fall a bit short. Oh, but it one of these teams, which which teams you're including in that group? To be honest. And I, I was going to say about the teams that've really made massive moves. Yeah. Who've you know added a superstar or supposedly got better. One of them is going to be not as good as we think. At least one of them will be not as good as we think. Yeah. Um, just because there isn't enough room for them to all get to the conference finals. <laughs> there are only going to be four conference finalists so there's going to be a, a, at least one maybe more depending like you said on who you qualify as in that collection um and that that's what's really interesting so i think the the first few weeks of the season are going to be for certain teams anyway because for instance with the clippers is a difficult one because paul george isn't back for a while yeah so it's like those yeah, discussions be difficult to need tell, to happen like, yeah the yeah, they're going to be more around Christmas. Is probably I think he's only going to be out a few weeks, but he's going to be into 2020 before we know what the Clippers are going to look like. Um, do you think we should we go through? Um, should we look at both conferences or maybe like go a bit team by team? Uh, yeah, okay. What of, of, of what like prediction sort of things? Uh, not like necessarily predictions, going... but just a, a brief like preview on some of the notable yeah, teams okay yeah let's um, um i mean it, yeah the, pick a team then tell, this is not <laughs> incredibly planned the, what we're just gonna pick random teams you, yeah you you pick That's, a team that you want to talk oh, about oh well and then we have to remember which ones we've done we're That's not gonna be that hard for like 30 teams are we no no we won't do it for all of them we don't have enough time for that no we won't we'll have like a minute on each one if we did that okay um who do i want to talk about yeah i want to talk about the atlanta hawks actually okay they're good. They're going to be really, really good, even though they're really bad last year. There we go. Yes, I think that the East is, without making it again distracted from the Hawks too much, they're one of so many teams in the East. That's what I mean. Is I, I kind of include the Celtics, and this may sound ridiculous, in the same group with like the Hawks and the Bulls. Yeah, that does seem a bit ridiculous. No, so there is logic yeah. to this. Is basically I think the Sixers and the Bucks are way better than everyone else, and then after that the playoff teams could be made up of almost anyone. Like the Celtics are very likely, almost certainly going to be a playoff team. But I could easily yeah. see the gap between like three and 10 not being that big in the win column. So you end up with like the Hawks end up like creeping up to sixth or something. And the Celtics are fifth. Yeah. And that, how did that happen? And it's because not that the Celtics are going to probably be better, a lot better than the Hawks, but the Hawks and I, I have the Bulls as well. I've written about the Bulls a few times in the build-up to this season. Um, and they're, they're both really interesting because there's a lot of young talent on those two rosters. They could both be rubbish like last year. That's quite possible. Yeah, well, I find it difficult to see the Hawks being that bad, really. Um, I mean, obviously, it could always happen. But I'm just the fact, well, the fact that in the East, you've had like teams basically carried by having like one good point guard you know one like superstar point guard and i think trey young basically is that player yeah like, he's going to be that player this year because i mean because the thing is of him is even though his um whole season stats for last year didn't look that good i mean they were pretty good you know he's almost 20 points a game but that's not quite the you know superstar carrying a team level maybe in the nba 
um, he was in this like the second half was actually that level. He was he was yeah. he, he was basically an all star level player in the second half. Wait, so it was yeah twenty four point seven points per game. But he's not the question mark for me. I'd say. No. Because I, I, I think he yeah. is going to be really good. I, it's it's, um, yeah, but it's what, Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. The yeah, big but, thing. That, but that's what I was going to say, though, is that, like, in the East, which, I don't know, if anything, I mean, maybe the the depth, I suppose you've got the, well, the, the Nets are now, like, going to be one of those top teams and stuff, but the depth of the East is just not that good, and it hasn't been for the last, like, years. <laughs> like, um, yeah. years, yeah. You have had teams that are basically carried by one star, and I mean, I, I'd be, um, I'd put a lot of money on Trey Young being an All Star this year. To be honest, he's because he's he's one of those players that just has everything as well. He's like he, I, you know, like well, he, like Kemba Walker with the Hornets is one of those sort of players that's talking about carrying a team. Where he is a lot of he's a lot of sort of like ISO sort of stuff, isn't he? He's almost like a budget Kyrie Irving, which I guess is what maybe <laughs> maybe won't work that well on the Celtics in that case. But um you know, he's Trey Young is basically like a brilliant playmaker and one of the best three point shooters in the league and can drive to the hoop. And yeah, he's just like a complete all round point guard. I mean that is why there he has the comparison to Steph Curry, but the fact that you have him, who even if you just had him and then a load of just average players, they could still be a playoff team. But you can have combined with that um, all these other young players who, you know, who knows what they're going to be at the moment, really. But, but that's the problem. That's the problem yeah. is that there's a chance that they're all play towards the upper level of their range, but. Because they, if you've got veterans around him, if you had him and John Collins and veterans, yeah. I'd think that I'd be almost be more confident in them as a, a playoff team. Is I just think, well, I'm always saying is Collins yeah. and Young are going to improve, and then there's solid. There's just a risk that the yeah. supporting cast isn't there. Yeah, I I see what you mean because they they really don't have much else outside those young players, do they? It's, the uncertainty yeah. is massive. That's why I say like, what if all of the young players play a bit better than we expect? And Trey Young's an all-star. Then it's like, well, they could be anywhere. Yeah, I do like the the experience they've got though as well. Like they've got some like really experienced players. That I, yeah, I assume it's all the idea is to be sort of like you know mentors to the to like the young stars. But yeah, like I yeah, they but they're also being that old. You don't want them playing a lot of minutes. Yeah, I mean, like Vince yeah. Carter and um. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember. But where is it? Do they have a, like a really old centre? Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I got I got the gist. They've got Torin Prince still, though. Have they? I think so. Where is that? I'm on the wrong page. No, maybe they don't. No, he's at the Nets. I thought he'd gone to the okay, Nets. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That was. <laughs> That was that was a bit bad. Oh, Chandler, um, Chandler Parsons. Chandler mean. Parsons. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, he's not he's not good, but you know, it's just <laughs> experience, isn't it? Experience. But anyway, yeah. Okay, 
Now you pick a team. Well, I'm going to go from... I'm going to go from the east again. Okay. I'm going to... Oh, I just touched on I'm going to go for the Bulls. Okay, so like a similar sort of thing going on. Argue, argue why the Bulls are going to be more better interesting. Than, more um, interesting slash better. Well, Markinen and Whichever Carter... Markinen and Carter have the potential to be very, very good. They also have Zach Levine, who, if he can just be like passable defensively, he's another guy who could easily be an all-star. Um, then Thomas Sataransky and Thaddeus Young were really nice pickups. I think that they're like handy complementary pieces at starter, and Otto Porter gives them a bit of shooting. Um, he's, the roster's quite thin. And in the backcourt, there isn't a huge amount of depth behind Sataransky because, like, Chris Dunn's just not really been great. And I don't think Kobe White's going to be a massive player this year. But it was health large. So there was the silly... There were issues with the coaching, wasn't there, last season. And Markin and Carter both missed a lot of time. Yeah. It's basically on the upside of those two is a lot of it. Because, obviously, Levine, you've just got to hope there's a bit of natural progression defensively improving on a bit of his decision making um but Markin and carter just have the makings of this like modern nba front court that's going to be great yeah who who have they even got as their point guard though is that is that sataransky yeah sataransky's going to be starting at point guard um who just like solid enough not going to do anything reckless the sort of player that i think is going to be quite a handy um facilitator has the wrong sort of connotation but you can shoot the ball relatively well not turn it over a huge amount play some like bit of defense that's all they really need players that are gonna yeah. let let the young players thrive yeah yeah i, I see what you mean yeah but which is sort of i suppose you could say they've got balance if those guys perform yeah yeah They're so not... like compared to what we said about the hawks where they've got variables around their young players yeah, around their core, the Bulls have got solid around there. They've Sataransky, Young, Porter. You you know what you're going to get is not massive upside at all, but it's if the other guys really take off, then yeah, you've got reliableness. I think like along that similar line actually, of well, a bit well, but not along a similar line. I mean, um, but maybe sort of. The opposite problem, in a way, uh, of where you know you almost have like too many young players. You've got a lot, loads of like the young players that you're hoping are going to come and you know break out and stuff. Is um, is the Pelicans really? Yeah, is getting just sharing the minutes and getting the right rotations. Yeah, because they've got well, they've obviously they've got. Ingram Ball and Hart in the in the uh, Andy Davis trade, who you would have thought all of those guys really were. I mean, they were the sort of guys when the draft. I mean, Ingram and Ball particularly, and Hart has been very solid of like guys that were meant to be, you know, to have a lot of minutes. Yeah, like be like starters or be like you know your sixth man or something probably. Um, and obviously that combined with Zion. Yeah, and, and they still have Drew Holiday, who's and be... JJ Redick and Derek yeah, Favors. Just... Yeah, they're just almost. 
I mean, the guards particularly, to be honest. Well, it's not to mention that they've also got Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who was a first-round pick as well. Yeah. Just is almost too young a roster where you feel yeah. like someone's someone's development's going to be hampered. Well, yeah, more than more than someone really. Yeah, it's, it's like it there's might only, be. There's only really room for like enough minutes for like two of them to really get enough playing time. I would have thought. Well, as much as Zion's injury sucks, and I wanted to see him at the start of the season, it might actually be a bit of a blessing in disguise that they yeah. can figure stuff out with the other guys. They can yeah, build they... a bit of a pecking order. Yeah, give give other guys uh, opportunities. And see yeah, who are going to be the guys that are, you know, getting who's minutes going to be Zion's number two, Zion's back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think they'll. I think they could do well, but they, I mean, I, I you, like your thing with the Hawks. Although, I think with the Hawks is, I'd have the Hawks floor relatively high just because of, I think Trey Young is, almost guaranteed to be really good. And just, you know, he's the sort of player that can, even if he has like relative, like average players around him, he, he just does a bit of everything. So he can, he can carry the team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's obviously massive, massive um, uncertainty about like most of their roster. I mean, I suppose you'd say they're, they're consistent. They've got Reddick and... Um, Favors and Holiday are there. Yeah, Holiday. Like but yeah, like I suppose that gives them a bit of a flaw, doesn't it? That those guys are going to be solid and good. But there's, I reckon, there's also a very good, a good chance. That, I mean, I know, like this, this Zion injury. Like, what if, you know, what if he gets and like reaggravates it or something later in the year as well? Stuff like that. Like yeah. Zion ends up missing like half his first year. And then Lonzo Ball and Ingram, it turns out, are actually are not any better. Than They're they just were. who they were on the Lakers. Yeah, and it's like, okay, it's it's a solid, experienced team, but they're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs in the West in that case. I'd go as far to say that with Zion missing as much as he is, it's very unlikely they get the playoffs in the West now. How much is he missing again? It's six to eight weeks, I think. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Because I, I mean, it's so tight, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah, but it's so so tight there. I mean, they kind of needed almost a best case scenario. I thought, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they've got a relatively tough schedule. Oh yeah, their start isn't great, is it? Raptors, Mavericks, Rockets, Warriors, Nuggets, Thunder, Nets, Raptors. Yeah. That's that's before. I, mean, I would have, I would have said anyway. Actually, looking at that start, that even if they did have Zion, um, just settling not in, have a good be... record at that point. Yeah, like a whole team of young and experienced players. There's sort of, well, like with Trey Young, really. You you wouldn't. I wouldn't expect them to be um, that good in, in the early part of the season. And really, you're hoping yeah. that they make it up later on. That's the thing is, you're expecting them to. You know, be that's like the, really good down the stretch. That was part of my problem with them, though, was the make it up later on in the West isn't easy. Is you've yeah. got to be like making it up later on might mean beating like 
some seriously well, good their, teams. Their march doesn't look that bad, to be honest. Just looking at it, yeah. Timberwolves, Mavericks. Uh, yeah, they're, they're okay teams. Heat, Timberwolves again, Kings, uh, Utah Jazz. That's, like the Clippers, that's so going to be big. That's really huge, isn't yeah. it? You think they've got Mavericks and Kings. They're the guys who are going to be fighting for that yeah. last spot. And, and the, the Spurs, maybe, as well. They've got the Spurs twice yeah. in, in April. Yeah. Um, do you think we should move on to teams that are going to be actually slightly... good? Yeah, so, definitely good. Should, should we go back? Like, should we go back to that thing we're talking about? That group, that grouping. I mean, it's quite a sort of vague thing. You know, teams that okay, teams that realistically have a you know have a good chance of uh, making the NBA finals. Let's say. Or, okay. or, or winning winning the whole thing. But I'd say if you make the NBA Finals, you've got a, a decent enough chance of winning uh, <laughs> the whole thing, to be honest. So, Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's, I'd say, you know, the Clippers, Lakers, Sixers, Bucks, I think we agree, like, in that group. Yeah. Although, I don't think the Bucks can be as good as last year. No, neither do I, but I think because of the East, I think they're good. Giannis is so good. Yeah. What about the Nets now, though? I mean, you know. What about the Nets, basically? Well, the, but the main difference to last season is they've got Irving over Russell. Yeah. Um, Russell was an all-star. It is obviously an upgrade. But yeah. I can't. I, I can't see them beating... A healthy. We've got to do this on health. They've of got. Course. They've got a lot of depth, haven't they? Yeah, but I, I, I can't see them beating the Sixers or the Bucks mm. in a playoff series. I think the one team uh, in the East that I, I currently have closest, actually, to the big two is the Raptors. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree too much there. I think there's a good chance Even they're the third best lost. team in the Eastern Conference. Do a bit of a Washington Nationals. Yeah. Well, and Pascal Siakam was so, so good last year. Yeah. The, yeah this there's... is the thing. is that He's the um, he's based the question, isn't he? I mean, not, not if you well, know, he's good. Uh, and OG Ananobi. OG yeah. Ananobi was the, the leader of their new era at the start of last year. And then he, some tragic personal stuff and injury meant his season sort of was a bit of a write-off. But we yeah. saw Van Vliet and Siakam really light up playoff games, and they've got Ananobi. And the thing, well, they just managed to win the title. Gasol, Ibaka, and Lowry, if they all stay there, they're not rubbish and old. They're just old and not quite yeah. as good as they were. Yeah, they are still very, very good players. I, but the, basically, the thing is that Siakam is now going to be expected to be the leading guy, isn't he? The ball dominant. Um, yeah. And it's basically the question is. Can he step up from last year, and how much worse than Kawhi Leonard is he going to, is he going to be? <laughs> I think yeah. it really isn't it. Is you know, if he they can he can minimise that gap as much as possible. Can he average? Can he get into the twenties in points per game? Yeah. Um, I think he can. I think he's definitely good enough to do that. He's got the all-round game to be a bit of a nightmare. It's not going to be enough to beat the Bucks or Sixers in the series, 
But the thing with them as well, and it is difficult because you don't want to get into these silly hypotheticals, but I'm going to do it anyway, is Masai Ujiri may well make a move if they're third in the East. Yeah. He could add like handy pieces around them. So I wouldn't discount them at all. I think they're going to be there sort of lurking for a slip up from one of the other two. I, I think there's a good chance they're a better team than the Celtics, for instance. Would you still have would you have them finishing above the Nets then this year? Uh yeah, I think I would right now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I I really can't split those two to be honest. I don't know what the Nets are going to be like. Yeah, I, really. Cuz Kyrie Irving's yeah. It's basically the thing is can can Kyrie Irving actually work with any other people? Yeah. Um the question, isn't it? Is he is he completely intolerable basically? Yeah. Um is Karis Levert going to miss a, a shot when Kyrie wanted the ball and it's going to ruin the relationship forever? Yeah. Um, Can he play on a team without making all of his teammates worse? Yeah, or Basically. having LeBron James on his team. Like, he, that That's the one of the great uncertainties. We were talking about stuff, just questions going into the NBA season. There's so many things that we don't know. Um, some we will find out in the next month. Some we'll find out in about 12 months' time. Um, Irving on that team is one of them because that yeah. Nets team has been built in a certain way they've fought back from a trade that just ruined the franchise and they've come back as this sort of plucky playoff team and now they're not that at all they've got two superstars one sat out watching and one in the team who's been known to be slightly difficult to get along with how does that impact the I hate. I don't want to say chemistry because it's not. It's not just that. It's it's everything around the, the franchise. I think. Yeah. But can he actually? Because he. Because the thing is, is it going to be expected to be the leader and stuff as well, isn't he? Although yeah. I, I guess even though Kevin Durant is not going to be playing, I assume he's going to be around the team and stuff a lot. And I guess. Um, he is not necessarily. You know that the sole like main guy is he no it's maybe going to be a bit, a bit more similar to the LeBron thing the LeBron situation you know and I it's from stuff he said last year it basically sounds like he almost regrets leaving <laughs> leaving LeBron yeah you know um, so I don't know I mean I, I think it's going to be different it's different and more successful than the Celtics. I mean, not necessarily they're going to be better than the Celtics were last year, because I'd say the expectations um, were higher for the Celtics last year than they are for the Nets this year. But you know, um, they they're gonna you know they're gonna be in the in the top four in the East. I'd say I'd have them in the top four probably, maybe. But yeah, um, home court, first round and stuff. Um, what I want to uh, move on to now, though, actually, is a you know potential team to be in that top, that group we're talking about. Teams that like basically contenders, isn't it? That's what we're saying. Teams that have a have a Serious realistic chance of actually doing it. Yeah. Um, I I say Denver Nuggets. I feel like Denver Nuggets are always like the forgotten team. Well, I was going to mention the Nuggets. I'd say so in the 
in the West, if we go go with the four of the Los Angeles teams, Philly and Milwaukee, I'd say there's Denver, Utah, and Houston are the like are the ones that are considered on the borderline. Yeah, and Denver are the one that seem to get forgotten. Yeah, because I mean they were they were incredibly good last year, and their team is still very young. Like, you know, Jamal and- Murray is is getting better. Like. Is Jamal, is Jamal Murray like the same age as like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram? Uh, isn't he? No, I think he's the draft class before that. Okay. Yeah, he is. He's the Ben Simmons draft class. Yeah, but I, you know, he's same he, age as he, Ben Simmons he, he and, made, and Pascal Siakam. Made quite a big step up last. And the other thing they they've done the last two drafts. I mean, I don't actually know like how much they're going to be playing. Basically, they've not made big like free agent signings and stuff. But what they've done is um, the draft just the most recent draft they drafted Ball Ball uh, in the second round, who you know before had had injury problems. But before that was uh, like would have been would have gone like right at the top, like, yeah, one of the most highest rate players. And then the draft before, so they got Michael Porter Jr. Well, Porter has been falling in the Rookie of the Year odds because he's got the potential to do a Simmons Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Whether he'll get enough minutes to do that is unknown. That's the yeah, thing with it. Th- that's the thing is that they they didn't have There's those. Upsides. Like, they don't even need those guys there, do they? Like they they were a very very good team last year, and the the rest of the team is still young and improving. But basically, it's like they could even potentially add those guys. That really, I mean, you know, if they can get over their injury problems. They are like, like, you know, top top five draft talents, aren't they? Yeah, and the the I criticism of them Jr. is going to be the was going to be the consensus number one, wasn't he? Like before his injury. Yeah, they're very good picks for the situation that the franchise has been in. They're very sensible picks. They don't need anything. So they just go for no. huge upside. Um, the criticism of them, I suppose, is Jokic in certain playoff matchups. But then the other side of that is. The criticism of the Jazz, who seem in some cases to be regarded higher than the Nuggets, is they don't have that superstar, that top top ten player in the league. Yeah, the Nuggets have got that. I mean, Jokic is a a pretty solid MVP candidate, I think. Yeah. Did, what did what did you actually put in your predictions? Actually, in the predictions article for MVP. Um, I can't remember. I've done so many different predictions. Okay. I think I'm, I might have put Jokic. I'm not sure. I, I put Jokic on a thing I put on Twitter today. Oh. <laughs> I just covered all the bases and named everyone as MVP. Oh, I did. Um... I did. I had Nikola Jokic. I went Steph Curry, actually. Yeah. Should we, um... Should we talk about Steph Curry? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, Go on then, because because I uh, you know I put him on my thing because yeah basically I think Steph Curry's going to win the MVP. That was my prediction anyway. Um, and the Warriors are going to be in that group. I'm less confident now. The Clay Thompson news, if that turns out is to it, be accurate, is it news though? I mean. Is that actually news? I 
Oh, the, do you want to say what the news is, actually, in case people haven't heard? Steve, Steve Kerr has said it's unlikely that Clay Thompson will play this season. Whether that is not actually that certain a comment, really, uh, whether that comes out and sticks throughout the season, I don't know. There was always a chance if they weren't in a good position that they'd just give him the year off, wasn't there? Yeah, but isn't I, like, that is just so different from what the like um, timeline was? When, yeah, like, before, and there's been no other news of it. And I mean, you know, if if they are in a, like in the playoffs, I mean, are they really gonna just, you know? Not bring him back, and it, it, before you mentioned he's meant to be back way before the playoffs. There's always meant to be back. I reckon that is just a, a, an example of like lowering expectations. You know, and it can be, a, be, be like a, a wave of positivity when he does come back earlier. But I don't know. Yeah, I think there's also. Um... Well, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe some news comes out that he's had a setback and then it would change it. I agree with you about there's a that plays down expectations even more. The first reactions to there's no Clay Thompson at all is, oh my God, are they even going to make the playoffs? And then if they're in the seventh seed when he comes back, it's like, oh my God, watch out, the Warriors are coming. So yeah, I take it with a pinch of salt for now. Yeah. But I, yeah, and also the other thing is even without Clay Thompson, I mean, if they have Clay Thompson... I mean, yeah, I'm sort of amazed by how, how like much they've sort of been written off. Yeah, without Clay Thompson, they've got three All Stars. Yeah, like if they have Clay Thompson, they still have four All Stars. I mean, obviously, yeah, um, DeAndre Russell's not the nowhere near the level of Kevin Durant, but they played the, the like the last year or two probably they played like their best basketball when Kevin Durant wasn't on the court anyway, when Kevin Durant was out. The the um the numbers of Steph and Draymond without any of the others over the last couple of seasons are ridiculous. Yeah. It's about if Draymond is, is a fatigue thing. Can Steph's body cope with the demand on him that will be placing him this season? And will we get Draymond? Because Draymond in the playoffs could be an all-star again. I mean, he was phenomenal. Yeah. If they can do that and find a way to be okay defensively, I think they can be a playoff team. Yeah, well, and... Uh, but, and I, the thing is with Steph as well is that he's he's done it before, hasn't he? Before Durant, he's had like just dominant seasons of scoring and doing everything. Yeah, um, and obviously he still can shoot like that. He can obviously still shoot at that level as we've still seen it. Yeah, um, but he just hasn't been taking anywhere near as many shots. And I think this year he he may well like take the most shots of like his whole career he might he might go for James Harden for most of it he might go for James Harden I think we could see a Steph Curry like 70 or 80 point game this season yeah one of those nights where just everything goes in yeah um, because he's just going to keep shooting as well because the thing is with I mean the what what is it where I I don't know where I've heard it but like you know the of um People taking bad freeze is like you, know, you shouldn't be take, taking like contested freeze like that, unless you're Steph Curry. Yeah, it's basically, what, if a, Steph Curry gets hot, he's played a different game. Which he does, like you know, if he's going to be shooting all the time, he's going to get have a hot streak like that every night. He'll just he'll just hit freeze from anywhere, no matter yeah. how you defend him. 
There's nothing you can do about it. So it's sort and of like, okay, they, they just win. In the yeah, past, just... there have been games where he's he's on for a massive, massive night. And actually, because they've been so good, they've sat him. This yeah. Warriors team's probably not going to thrash people. So he's going to stay in games. And he's just going to be throwing the ball in the air and it going through the hoop. Yeah. He's going to be unbelievably fun to watch. It sounds It's very cliche and etc. to say he's going to be the most exciting player to watch this season. But he really is. He's he's going to be on the just on absolute yeah. fire the whole year. Yeah, I'm actually um, I'm actually quite excited to watch the Warriors this year, probably more than like the last couple of years because you know, well as we're talking about the start, last couple of years it was like yeah they just they're almost too good when they they're just. I mean, in some ways, I mean, it was always fun. A point like the the one they had the quarter where they just demolished the other team, but you always knew it was coming. Yeah, it was like they were they were just so good and so efficient that it's just like, yeah, they're just they're just gonna win. You're just watching them. You know, you know when you were watching the Warriors, you're just gonna turn the TV on to watch the Warriors win a basketball game. Pretty much, yeah, it might by, be fun. Along by the how way, much? But, yeah. Are the other team um, going to dare to get some points? Is basically the thing. Whereas this year, um, no one's going to expect it, but I still think they're going to be very good because I can't really see why they wouldn't be. Um, I mean, I guess not having Clay is still quite a big. It's like a Defen- big thing for space. Defensively, like, defensively is the concern. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, you know, do they need defending? Are they even going to need to defend? <laughs> they're going to need. They're going to need a bit of it. Yeah, but I, I mean to. To make it to the playoffs, um, though they will do a bit, I suppose. But you know, they're like they're not going to need to be one of the top defenses in the leagues or, or something because they're going to have one of the best offenses. I mean, it's like yeah, basically that if you compare it to like the I, the um, you know the Warriors when they have like Thompson, Curry, and Green on the floor, basically most of the year instead of Thompson they're going to have DeAndre Russell, which is you know. It's a pretty the, big downgrade defensively. It's a big downgrade defensively, yeah, and it's not the same as shooting. But you know, it's like it's it's still an MVP level level player and two All Stars, um, and most teams don't have that. And I think the the big thing as well is that um, sometimes is not mentioned enough is the fit. You know, obviously everyone knows that. Basically, Curry and Draymond Green, and as we've seen with the Warriors, is like the system. Is it is not just an MVP and two All Stars. Is it's like they fit perfectly together. They work perfectly together. And well, they nearly they nearly took the Raptors to Game Seven. Yeah, I mean the Raptors who were phenomenal. The the Green and Curry duet is is pretty unstoppable at times. There's also going to be the the fact that I want to move on from the Warriors, I think, but there's there's also the yeah, D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell hold, handling the ball, which means Steph can go and run around again. Yeah. What do you do then? What is Russell going to get open when he's on? Yeah, that's the thing. It's going to be a little bit of a dynamic to when it's Clay and um, Curry because Clay doesn't exactly do that much. But you know, uh, yeah, a little bit, maybe a little bit, maybe a bit more like when they've had Durant, yeah, and Curry gets to run around and find space, like they'll actually yeah. be able to do that a bit. Um, so yeah uh, so what do you want to move on to we've got like five minutes uh, let's let's stick with that that little group do you think we should touch on Houston briefly I don't yeah. think either so particularly high on them being no, let's just contenders briefly, 
basically yeah um basically for the opposite of that last thing i just said about the warriors with the whole fit is i don't see at the moment how uh, westbrook and harden are gonna work especially when westbrook doesn't shoot can't shoot anymore um and harden is only really it's really like is the the most impressive thing about him is having the ball in his hands all the time um I need to see it to believe it is my yeah. thing. I mean, I could, I'm not confident. could be proved wrong, but basically, it's like this. It's, it's just another one of the things that's quite exciting about this season. Is it's another like massive uncertainty that we'll have to I, see. I, I get the argument that they both want it to work and they both want to win, but they yeah. are two of the most ball dominant players ever. Yeah, it's not. It's not just about showing it to work. It's about their skill sets. It's like when when James yeah. Harden was not, um, you know, the the main man on the team and didn't have the ball in his hands all the time he was not an mvp caliber player and, and also westbrook how... is no longer an mvp caliber player because it's so it's like as much as anything you i can see how maybe they can make a system where it works but then did james harden go go back to just being like you know a decent what? player like, well, I, mean, I don't it's know, not gonna happen he's, he's, he's not, not gonna, gonna be as off. good he's not gonna be as good as um the last couple of years if he doesn't have the ball as much, basically, and if he has the ball all the time, then Russell Westbrook is completely pointless because he can't shoot, so he can't really space the floor or anything. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to be proved wrong, but I'm they could win loads of regular season games. It's just yeah. I think that that's going to be because in the playoffs you're going to want Harden to have the ball quite a lot of the time because he's so so good at ISO. Yeah, but then you've not it just it's not I don't see how it's going to work that well. Maybe I end up being wrong. Maybe just having two brilliant guards is going to work out somehow. But I'm not confident. I I would have Utah and Denver ahead of them in the West at the moment for title chance, not yeah. necessarily for regular season win total. Yeah, I would. But for the chance of winning the title. So that yeah. that relegates them quite a long way down my list of title contenders. To at least, yeah, I'd have them. I'd have them like sixth or seventh in the West, probably. Run there. But yeah, again, yeah, they may do better in the regular season. But in terms of how likely they are to win title, um, okay, we're very nearly out of time. So, have you got anything else to add? Uh, yeah, there's plenty more we could waffle on about. But if we're out of time, then I suppose it doesn't matter too much. We can yeah. do another podcast. We soon. could always do another one soon. Yeah. Um, It'd be good to delve into the Eastern Conference below Philly and Boston and Milwaukee a bit, I think. Yeah. The, the Miami, Indiana, Detroit, Orlando area of the East, yeah. I think. Maybe we'll do that um, next time. So are you, are you going to be watching any of the uh, the games at the start of the year? Uh, I'm going to be watching the Celtics and Sixers, definitely. That's tomorrow, uh, is it? Tomorrow night. Uh, I'm. If Zion was when? playing, I'd be more keen to stay up for the Pelicans and Raptors, but I might have to settle for the highlights of that and the Lakers and Clippers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really. Know. I might. I maybe end up watching some of it tonight. Depends what what happens. But yeah, it's it's going to be good. Can't wait to actually get into uh you know, watching 
It'd be nice for a basketball to start. Again. Yeah, it's been such a big build up to it, and it's poised. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyone still listening at this point, uh, you you might want to have a look at franchisesports.co.uk for some articles and stuff and such. Yeah. I don't know if there's actually been, there's been an NBA recently, but... Um, there have been some, yeah. Has there? Okay. So there, but there will be more coming up as the season starts. Yeah, they'll start being more soon. Exactly. Goodbye. Bye.